hello, hello everyone and welcome to Injected Podcast where we are injecting positive vibes into all of our lives. Hi everyone. Hi, make sure that you leave us a five-star review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and use yep, the hashtag yep. Injected Podcast on Twitter and join in on the conversation. And join in. Yeah, hi everyone. I'm Alexandra. And I'm Tiana. And, and yeah how is everyone doing this week yeah i'm good i'm good um i went to dlt are you gonna say something brunch oh how was that for the first time it was like you know when something is very hyped on instagram and it was fun yeah but it wasn't like i was having the best time of my life there was no seating so oh. we went we, me and my friends sat down in like the VIP area because our legs were aching like after a few hours of being there and they were like and no one was there no no one was there and they were like oh that's 800 pounds if you want to sit there I was like who's paying 800 pounds 800 pounds are they okay to sit here like and there was no seats but like the music was good and like the atmosphere was good and stuff but you know like if one more security guard or bouncer in London tries to confiscate my medication I'm actually going to call I won't call the police because they'll probably mm, I'll, I'll call someone mm. and someone is going to sort them out because I'm actually I, no but it's really bad it's life threatening I, I know I'm starting to think that it's actually ableist the way that security guards treat me it because is. I carry medication with me like a few months ago I had the I carry an EpiPen basically I carry asthma pump and I carry Puriton I carry two EpiPens because I'm allergic to cashew nuts and so well, I was at a bar a few a few weeks ago and as I was walking in security it was like this EpiPen is a weapon so I can't let you in with it and I was like are you joking and like, now, are you actually joking I'm sorry like these people actually need to be trained because um, okay yeah guys like my sister is allergic to absolutely everything she's had a lot of very close experiences mm-hmm. with you know um, you know she's been into anaphylactic shock many times mm. like she's she's really bad and um so I, I did my third year university project just on epipens and stuff like that like mm, <laughs> and so just like i and it's just funny because like, i know more about it than she does now because mm. she doesn't read the instructions correctly and i mm. did so much research into it and um yeah i'm sorry like this is this is really bad it's life-threatening and after they've changed all of the food laws in UK where they have to specify every allergen on every mm. menu and all of that they've done all of that for a reason so all all sectors actually should be trained in med, in this in medical health yeah all, they should all know first what is allowed what medication is allowed to be brought in yeah they can't go and look at an epipen and say oh this is a weapon no 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 so you know what it is you know that it's mm. a needle and you know that it's clearly to be used for my life i'm sorry like that little needle ain't doing nothing to no one and looking at it's me not. as well i'm and here it, with it, my heels on i'm here looking cute do you think i'm here to stab someone i also think it's a microaggression yeah it must be because i'm just sick of it it keeps happening and i literally it's, it's racism uh, he let me in and i think he was trying to flirt with me by saying oh i'll take it off of you but i was just like oh shut up like it's not funny but like this is this is this is life or death now yeah yeah and, like, and this is the thing you, you need to be telling them look this is my life 
Like you let me in here I without said, my medication yeah. and I die. This is on you. I said that this weekend. So I was at DLT queuing and for some reason their security there is extra, extra security. Like we went through one person. They were like, oh, can you get your ID out again? So we went through another person. I felt like I was at an airport. I was like, okay. Mm. And then they were doing the metal detectors and stuff. I was like, oh my God, this is, I'm trying to go out and have fun and like constant, mm-hmm. constant barriers. And then um, I got to the bag checking bit, not checking bit, but when someone checks your bag and um the woman opened it up and then i have a little purse inside that has my medication in it so then she opened that mm-hmm. she looked for it with her torch was looking around fumbling around and then moving everything out taking everything out. i was like for fuck's sake and then um, you don't need to be that extra no, and i put the periton at the bottom because i think i can't be asked with you getting it out and being like oh it's liquid so it's hidden at the bottom but because she took everything out she saw it and it was a bottle with medication it has a label on it periton and she was like oh you can't take this in i'll have to leave it in this box and i said why can't i take it in and she said um, you can't take liquids in in with you, and I said, "Well, and it's this even is a small bottle. I'm sorry, literally this bottle of Puritan. I know it's is like a hundred mil bottle yeah, of Puritan. Yeah, and I said, look, it's, so. it's it's medication, and if I was to have um allergic reaction, well, she asked what it was for, and I was like, it's it says on it, it's for allergies. I'm allergic to this, this, and that, and I was like, I get hay fever, so I carry it around with me, and then she put it in the that she was about to put in the box and I said well if I if I have allergic reaction in there and I can't move and I can't come and get it then that's on you guys for taking it off of me and then she got her manager over and her manager had to get his manager over and I was waiting in the queue for like five minutes why aren't these people trained in this yeah it's like first of all you lot should be trained in first aid like after we hear about things happening at events and people getting injured and people Mm. hurt you lot should be first aid trained um, and you should also getting drugs yeah literally and you should also be aware of what is medication and what isn't medication so he got to the final boss and it was like he he asked me what it's for again (laughs) But he was English and the rest of them um, weren't from England. So he was like, oh yeah, it's Puritan. Okay. And then um, and then someone was like, you, oh, you don't usually have it in, you're not supposed to have it in um, a glass bottle. And I was like, all this faffing around, you, what, you want but me to pour glass. it out? In, uh, it was But on those small ones? My, the one that I had was those glass. Those small ones are plastic though, aren't they? I had to get one at the airport okay. when I went to the airport and had that awful oh. situation because they were like- And it leaked. They took my one away from me, my plastic one. And, they, and then I had to go and buy it. Um, the the glass one, but they should be selling selling them in plastic in the airport, man. Honestly, like, just that situation before you go on a night out, you want to be hyped up and ready for the night out. But it's like I feel like it's, it's becoming mm. ableist now because it's like ruining my nights out because I'm thinking I'm not even going to be able to get in, or they're going to just harass me for like five minutes about what's wrong with me when they should all be trained. And it's, it makes me upset. Like I feel really upset right now because it's like it ruins my night. Like, and I can't actually mm-hmm. help it. I can't help that I've got an allergy, but you lot are like persecuting me. I can't even go out and have a fun night out because you lot think I've got acid. And I had to, I had to put it on my hands as well. They were like, can you just test it on your skin mm-hmm. to make sure that like, it's not anything, whatever. And they wanted to smell it and stuff. And I was just like, I'm not the only person in this world that has allergies and needs to carry things with me but you make out no, that I am not. that I, I'm a rare species but it's, it's yeah. ridiculous it's absolutely ridiculous because like so we've had like experiences with my sister my sister mm. is allergic to absolutely everything under the sun um 
And like, and this is why, this is why I talk about how these receptionists, these and whatever, how they can kill. They mm. don't care. Like, I, I don't know if I've told the story before the time when my sister was having an allergic reaction. My mom, instead of taking her to A&E, took her to the walk-in center because that would be quicker because mm. it was closer and there's lots of doctors in there. The receptionist was like, do you have an appointment? She's like, look, my daughter is about to, is having an anaphylactic shock. Oh yeah, but you don't have an appointment, so you can't go anywhere. You can't see anyone. Mm. It's like, look, well, she's having an anaphylactic shock. Can you call an ambulance? No, I can't do that. Blah blah blah. My mom calls an ambulance to the walking center. Mm. This woman, this fucking bitch. When the paramedics came, the ambulance came. They tried to come through the front door, but she's saying, "No, we're closed." She's there shouting at the paramedics, being like, "No, you can't come through here. Oh go around the back." Yeah, I remember you said this and, story. It's and it awful. took and like those those minutes that it took. Like my sister could have lost her life. She could have died. Yeah, yeah. In that time, it's because your throat closes up well, and you can't breathe when you're having yeah, an anaphylactic yeah. shock. And there's lots of terrifying. Like there was a time when my sister, and this is why, like with workplaces and schools, like there was a time when my sister she. Um, was at work mm. and they had cake at work and basically so she was doing like a little a waitressing kind of mm. job kind of thing and um like a but it was like a silver silver service kind of waitressing where she'd go to an event and mm. do waitressing and so they had a cake and the cake was cut and they had to serve the cake out and then there was leftover cake and they were told oh yeah you're allowed to have your oh you guys are allowed to eat, eat the rest of the cake that's left mm. over that hasn't been served to anyone and basically there was two cakes there was one cake with nuts there was one cake without nuts obviously my sister's taking the cake that doesn't have nuts she takes one bite and then she's starting mm. her, her throat is closing up all of this stuff and um she and basically they use the same knife to cut the cake with nuts mm. with the, the cake that doesn't have nuts and cross-contamination isn't something like that was something that wasn't taught and wasn't mm known about in a lot of um, food industries and which is why they've had to toughen up and bring all these laws in mm-hmm. because people are just dying like for yeah. no reason yeah. and even in that like I remember hearing her on the f- on the phone like she couldn't breathe she threw up and um, like basically um basically like they someone administered to her an EpiPen but they didn't hold it for long enough so you meant to mm-hmm. hold it for 10 seconds and but like I feel like the information on the EpiPens is confusing because it tells you oh wait till you hear a click you know it's engaged but it also tells you to hold it for 10 seconds mm-hmm. so they heard the click was like oh is it working pulled it pulled it off and then she said that my sister said that she could just feel that the solution was just on her leg so mm. she didn't actually get the dose um she had ended up throwing up and stuff like that and like then finally like ambulance came and stuff um but like just there's just lots lots of things like it's like people don't take it seriously but people die from allergies yeah, and it's, it's it is life threatening and and these people, I'm sorry, they can kill. All those bouncers that day, they were trying to kill you. Like, that's just that's just I know. what it is. And it just, and it, it makes me not want to go out. I know that's kind of traumatic, but at the yeah. same time, it's like... No, it's not dramatic at, at all. <laughs> yeah. It's not dramatic it's just at all. You could be at home risk-free and not risking your exactly. life. And the thing is as well, I'm quite assertive and I'm quite 
like if I've got allergies and I don't really care about talking about them but someone could easily be embarrassed especially a man like whose EpiPens are getting searched and especially as a black man that extra searching Mm. that extra patting down and stuff having to explain you've got allergies in front of everyone it's like there's a whole queue of people behind me waiting because you've held everyone up because you don't know what an EpiPen is you don't know what Pyroton is it's just it can be a bit embarrassing why have you not been trained in this yeah exactly it's just and that's why I'm gonna I, I always find for it with the bouncers I'm like look this is this you have to and if you don't allow me to do this and I die it's on you because you've sometimes just got to be that brutal or they won't listen yeah no it's the truth mm. though and we need to not be scared about actually telling the truth that is that yeah. is the truth yeah the end you could kill me mm-hmm. that is the truth yeah yeah <laughs> literally and that's that's how it is my life will be on your hands because mm. you took away my medication yeah that is the truth but um yeah it's just it's just awful yeah Uh, and it's so serious people just don't understand how serious it is Mm. but like just like just me living with someone who is allergic to absolutely fucking everything just it's serious and it's scary like um and it was funny when i was reading about the symptoms um of anaphylactic shock Mm. so symptoms obviously throat closing up tongue swelling not being able to breathe um then there's also it also says about like throwing up vomiting yeah i have i've had that then, when i had lead reaction and then one of the symptoms is an impending sense of doom. doom yeah it's like you've and i had that as well because when i had a allergic reaction when i was um mm-hmm. nine years old my parents were driving me to hospital and i was just like my throat was just swelling up and swelling up my dad was mm-hmm. speeding down the motorway and i just kept saying to my parents am i gonna die i feel like i'm gonna die am i gonna die and i was nine years old and now that i read that that's the symptom it's like oh my that's, god that's actually real. how you feel yeah yeah your body actually... just feels like you're gonna die it's horrible. Yeah, and that's actually how how you feel, and it's yeah, it is crazy. Mm. Is it's crazy? Yeah. Um, but overall, DLT, it was okay. But just that experience put me off, and they also <laughs> brought me the wrong. They brought me a vegan food, but I wanted a vegan wrap, and they brought me a vegan burger. But I won't complain too much. But it's like I paid. I also yeah, paid. But listen to my order. Yeah, and you know when there's bottomless <laughs> as well, and like sometimes. People places are generous with the drinks and like if there's five minutes to go they'll come around topping everyone up and like five minutes mm. to go until it ends and we were like oh can i can i have some more and they were like oh there's only five minutes left so no i just thought oh god's sake what, like, what do you mean yeah honestly, five minutes that's time for me to drink that's what i mean so it wasn't like the best brunch experience like the way everyone goes on about it I reckon it's probably better mm. when you go to Malta and you go to the other places abroad when they're doing it. Well, but that, that was even new this mm. year, Malta. Exactly. So like, obviously they only invited all the influencers there. Yeah. And that's the thing again, like the influencers. There wasn't, I met Tolly T. She's lovely. Brief convo. But I didn't really meet anyone oh, else. Um, yeah, I didn't meet anyone else. But yeah, it was all right. How was your weekend? Yeah. Um, so I just had family time on Saturday and then um, I went on a spontaneous date on Sunday because mm. I was bored. Um, I miss spontaneous dates. Ooh. They're fun. <sighs> See, I'm not too sure about this. <laughs> <laughs> because every time I've gone on a random spontaneous date, it hasn't been great. Like, disappointed. <laughs> like, it's like, and it's not even about like, it's not even about the date where we go or anything. It's just 
the person mm. <laughs> just mm. <laughs> it just is never the men that, that are good, ready like, to do spontaneous things usually aren't the most um put together mm. kind of men <laughs> oh gosh um like the thing is he's he's a nice guy but um the misogyny the self-righteousness the yeah I don't know I don't know like I mean (laughs) I got up and walked out at some point (laughs) and he chased you (laughs) I think that says enough he chased me in the end Mm. and then just convinced me just he was just like oh let's just get another drink and let's let's have an ice cream because basically I said before that I did want to have an ice cream Mm. Um, and he's like, oh, let's just let's just get a drink and have an ice cream. Would, would you just like do that with me? Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I do want ice cream. So, mm. <laughs> yeah, let him get me another drink. We didn't end up having ice cream though because I was a bit too full mm. for my food um, and from the drinks. Yeah. But yeah, all in all, he's a nice guy, but I won't, I don't think I'll be seeing him again. He yeah. said he was going to check out the podcast as well. So. Did he? Oh, see, so you you're too brutal <laughs> hey mate I don't know if I'm gonna see you again mm. but as well he's not looking for anything serious um, but he was happy to be on my rotation interesting um, but <laughs> I find it funny I, that um, you, you tell guys yeah. straight away about the podcast and I, I take some time I'm like I'm not having you listen to everything <laughs> I just well I just I tell people because like people ask me or oh, what hobbies you do and it's like everything I say isn't good enough they want to hear more things mm. you know like I tell people I roller skate oh what else it's like, sorry <laughs> I just told you I roller skate okay I tell people I do pole oh my god you do pole oh my god you're gonna do that for me no 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 I'm not yeah um, <laughs> do you know what I mean it's just like it's just like nothing's good enough for these people like be impressed like I do lots of things yeah they should be impressed when when I joined like, I do more things than you do what do you do literally oh, I, I, sometimes I play football on a Wednesday <laughs> so does everyone and your nan mate when when I joined this, my new workplace I like had to send oh, some go fun to the gym that's another hobby yeah carry on I had to send some fun men. facts about me and I was like oh great fun facts like or just things about me a little brief bio and I, I put in there things that I'm actually interested in because I was like oh I could fake it and you know be a bit corporate but then I was like oh I've got my own skincare blog and I was talking like so much I was like um oh I love to go out for brunch with my friends blah blah, blah. and you know what's so great about that is that I've actually now connected with people who all like those things too so if I said something like oh like corporate like oh I like to read the news keep up to date with the news and now that I've How been boring is that? literally now that I've like told people what I like people are asking me questions about things and like recommending things to me yeah. and yeah like people when you've got hobbies that are a bit different people shouldn't really be asking for more like roller skating well literally yeah like what more do you yeah, want that's the thing because it's like when I when I told people at work that I like to roller skate then they looked at my roller skating page yeah colleagues love, and for Christmas love... I got a roller skating voucher oh. like do you know what I mean yeah it was you know like that's just that's just so lovely like you tell people mm. your interest and you, you'll get things that you actually like or yeah. you know pe- people people Gravitate want to know more about it because it's yeah. interesting and it's mm-hmm. different you know and like people ask me about oh have I been skating and like I haven't managed to skate in such mm. a long time um, but I'm going to try to because like literally where I live now there's there's like there's surfaces I can skate on mm-hmm. um, 
but yeah and it's just like yeah yeah just like you know it's just it's just nice to be able to tell people what you do and like and that's why I like to say about the podcast because because I understand with your situation you don't um, especially in a work situation you don't want everyone mm. finding it um, because of your nature of work mm. for me I feel like I don't want to be embarrassed about something I do and because obviously I work I'm a designer and I work in a creative mm-hmm. role anyway this kind of just adds to creativity yeah, like with so the editing true. and stuff like that mm. so that's why it's kind of like I'll, I try to talk about the podcast because then it's just like okay yeah um, it's different and stuff like that yeah it's so true and with me I don't feel embarrassed at all like I'm really proud of it I think we've done so well Mm -hmm. like 81 episodes wow but um I think what is it's like letting people know letting people in on my opinions on things and then also I feel like it is a little bit of imposter syndrome where it's like I don't feel like I'm an expert at anything that I'm talking about so it's like why do you Deanna feel the right to talk about so much stuff Mm -hmm. that you're not an expert in which it shouldn't really matter because anyone can talk about anything as long as you're not being disrespectful people get so far without expertise in all of these areas like you don't need to be the best of the best and that's something that I'm not good at like I like being the master of things rather than just like someone that's a learner and um with with a lot of the topics we talk about I'm not a master at hardly anything I just like to read things and I like research but mm. it's just the idea of people listening in and I don't care what I don't care that people might not agree with what I think, but I care if I get something wrong or if if I've really insulted a group of people or something. And I don't I don't yeah. like the idea of that. So that's why I'm a bit hesitant also. But I, at the same time, I just think it's a great piece of work, the podcast we've done. Yeah, Big we've done actually, and that's the thing. That's why for me, that's why I try and tell people I have a podcast mm. because I feel like imposter, because of imposter syndrome, it'll be easy for me to just shy away and pretend like I don't do anything. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I, I try and tell people so I'm actually, to that for myself, it kind of makes me feel like I'm proud of it because that's why I'm telling people mm-hmm. kind of thing. Because like, why else, like if we're not proud of it, why are we doing it? And mm-hmm. we've put in a lot of work doing this. And yeah. it's like, you know what? Pats on our backs. Yeah. <laughs> Let's give ourselves yeah. a pat on the back. And I just love you know. it as well how we fully started from scratch. Like we know no one. We're from outside of London. Yeah. We're not in in the sphere that everyone is in or that a lot of people are in. And it's not even me trying to say, oh, we're not like the other girls. But it's just like we we don't come from backgrounds where like this is mm-hmm. normal. So yeah, it's just cool. It's cool doing something that's different to things that people from your school are doing or people from your area like no one from my school is doing anything really that creative I know some one person works I mean, for the Daily Mail I don't Mail. know anyone from my school so <laughs> yeah I don't I don't know anyone mm, no one went to, I went to school with does a podcast I think no one I think my mum was tr- my mum was trying to tell me about someone from my school and I was like okay I don't know them <laughs> she's just like yeah this person I was like no I don't I don't know them I don't know mm. them I don't care like you're telling I think oh, she was telling me about some guy from primary school his sister went to Afro Nation I'm like why are you telling me this information I don't know that person so I don't care like yeah I don't I don't care that they went to Afro Nation and what yeah like lots of people went to Afro Nation they I don't did. care that some guy from my primary school his sister went <laughs> well done 
<laughs> it's true. Like, like Black British community is very small. Like, yeah, I was just, I was just really confused as to like. I know it's my mom, and she was obviously she was catching up with their yeah. mom or whatever. But it's just like. I don't need to know this information because I don't care about those people. Mm. Like, yeah, if you weren't friends. Uh, yeah, it just gets, I know it gets a bit harsh, but it's just like, I don't, I don't, I don't care for those people. I don't know them. I don't care mm-hmm. about them. And yeah. that goes to a lot of people who I went to school with. That's fair. <laughs> I just don't care. That's very yeah. fair. Um, so can we just kick off with topics and this topic is something that probably no one is expecting <laughs> but I just found it so so interesting so I saw a video I think it was on the Guardian or something everyone right now go and type in wild bisons and you'll see a picture of things that look like mammoths or bulls or like just a hybrid of so many different animals but they've basically um been absent in UK wildlife for thousands of years and now a special project has welcomed them um, into Kent so there's three of these massive fucking mammoth things roaming around in Kent just part of the wildlife and I just find it incredible like, I just find it so crazy that mm-hmm. we're introducing mm-hmm. huge mammals to the wildlife over just here into, it's into a strange Kent. time as well while we're having a heat wave it's like mm, is this the best time but maybe it is the best time I just Maybe find it, it crazy. Is. Like what what I mean, what can we do? What can they do about the heat wave? Like yeah. I mean, is heat I mean the heat wave is pretty much like kind of worldwide at the moment as well. Mm-hmm. It was kind of worldwide because it was like everywhere had red yeah. warnings. Very true. Um, Very true. It was probably the cool it was probably the coolest in the UK. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I just love a wildlife fact. Like these are walking around in the UK. They li- literally look in Kent. <laughs> prehistoric <laughs> um it's interesting and like what what i find interesting is that it's not they're not bringing the bison into the zoo they're bringing them to be in the wild yeah to go in the woodlands and they said how like this will kind of um sorry i'm trying to read what i read before because mm. it was um, so basically the aim, so I'm reading from the Guardian article now it mm-hmm. says the aim is for the animal's natural behaviour to transform a dense commercial pine forest into a vibrant natural woodland their taste for bark will kill some trees and their bulk will open up trails letting light spill on the forest floor while their love for rolling around in dust baths will create <laughs> more open ground all this should allow new plants, insects, lizards, birds, and bats to thrive. Um, so yeah, this is about kind of restoring the wildlife in a pine forest um, mm. in Kent. I'm guessing this pine forest must have been like man-made, just like simply for the woods. Then, um, mm. for them to want to kind of like, kind of get a natural woodland mm-hmm. in here, um, kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Um, but one one thing that I found was funny. So three female bison have been brought to the UK, um, and basically they will be joined by a young bull from Germany in mid-August. <laughs> and basically, um, the young bull's arrival was delayed by um, import complications related to Brexit. Um, so <laughs> you know, as like Brexit is ruining as everything, always, but. We blame everything on Brexit. Yeah. Yeah, men always late. Uh, blame it on Brexit. Yeah. 
Uh, that is, yeah, I'm putting that as a title, as yeah. a title um, <laughs> suggestion. That, yeah, I, I think that story just generally, I just find it so interesting. I, like, I'm shocked. <laughs> I'm shocked. Like, how that many is more interesting, these though. things are going to, these bison's going to appear? Like, they're going to. I mean, we'll see reproduce. what happens. Maybe. Like they maybe they'll take over the whole forest. Maybe mm. it'll be like the the grey American squirrel. <laughs> maybe I didn't know the grey squirrel was American. Oh. Yeah, so it was American. It was introduced into the UK habitat, and then it overtook all the red squirrels, and oh they died gosh. out and became extinct. I find so that, that so was sad. A time when they, yeah, that was a time when they tried to introduce something to the ecosystem and then they killed off the natural. Oh my God. <laughs> the first, the first well, one there. Uh, honestly, the red squirrels are so gorgeous. <laughs> yeah, and the red squirrels were nice as well. And then mm. they brought in those rat-like things. Yeah, That actually yeah. look like rats. Like sometimes... Like, all the time when, when I see squirrels scurrying around, like I have to do a double take to check that it's a squirrel and not a rat to be like... Do I need to be disgusted right now? There's this man in a park near where I work and I don't know if he lives there, but you know Home Alone 2 where there's that woman that has the pigeons all over her? Like, um, yeah. there's a man... And a Mary Poppins. Yeah, well, there's a man with that has... He puts like little... I don't know, like the crumbs on his shoulders and his arms and squirrels come and jump onto him. He's like the squirrel <gasps> whisperer of London. Have Has he not watched... You know, um... Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, the one with Johnny Depp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she got attacked by the squirrels. Oh, God. Oh, gosh. Yeah. It's not cute. But he likes it. She really thought the life. squirrels were cute. It's like Snow White. Oh, God. How nasty. <laughs> oh, Snow White. Snow White was even nasty as well. Or maybe like the Pied Piper. Listen, we saw come here. You know what I love? Okay. You know um, the film Enchanted? Yeah. Yeah, and when when she starts <laughs> when she starts singing the song for the helpers for the little critters <laughs> to come and help her, and all the pigeons, rats, and the cockroaches come. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, hilarious. That's a hilarious. really good movie. I really like Enchanted. It's such a good. It's just a. It's such a good film. Yeah, yeah. It's such a good film. I just love. I love it when they do spoof movies. Yeah, same, <laughs> same. It was definitely needed oh, at the gosh. time as well. Literally. Oh gosh, I love it. I, I'm gonna try and watch that actually. Yeah, same. It's a Disney film, isn't it? I think it is so. Disney, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's Disney. Okay. Disney Plus should have. Disney Plus should have. And I love it, that woman. I forgot no. her name. The main, the main character. Um, yeah. In the, real life, the, the one with the with the red hair. Yeah, yeah. Just those unproblematic yeah. white ladies. Like I love them. Yeah, <laughs> we like them. We like them. But yeah, bison run wild. Have fun in Kent. Yeah, have fun. <laughs> have fun. Um, have fun. So, onto some like sadder news. So, Met Police again. They don't have a day off. Mm-mm. It's every day. It's every day. day. So. The Met Police, um, there's a disturbing video of an officer, trigger warning, repeatedly punching a young black man in South London. This Mm-mm. was last week. So footage was shared with the Metro by a neighbour and it basically shows that the police officer was leaning on top of the man, launching thick and heavy fists slamming into him um, while another police officer was holding him down. But no misconduct was identified after the video was reviewed by the Met's director, 
or director of professional standards along with the footage from the body cam so this um this was all filmed by a neighbor who ran down and was screaming and they threatened to arrest her and they told her to go back indoors um the fuck i know and then um this was all basically over them hearing that someone's bike was stolen in the area and they saw a black man with a bike a fucking bike they attacked this him this over a fucking bike yeah they attacked him and then he was left unconscious while they put him in handcuffs of course I know the the the, the boys the man is unconscious and you still need feel the need to handcuff honestly but but this but the metropolitan police isn't institutionally racist mm, okay it's just oh. And this was in Lewisham. It's just like, ugh, I'm so bored of the police over-policing black areas and just always, yeah. always just causing trouble, like constant trouble. And it does feel it like is. a broken record always talking about them, but it's it like is. they're always doing something. It is something. a broken record. I think All the one time, day, and it's just like, yeah. go on, carry on. Um, I was going to say one day I, I want to do an episode on the origins of policing and stuff like that to like mm. really have a proper conversation about abolition and um, yeah. alternatives and, and as reform. well. reform, what's the difference, what, why. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. And what redistributing yeah, wealth will look like. Like I feel like that would be really necessary because we're constantly talking about the problems um, and we we speak briefly about alternatives, but I think it would be good to do a deep dive. It would be good to have a guest on as well for that. If anyone knows Definitely. of anyone interesting, let us know because we'll reach yeah. out to them. Let but, us know. Um, yeah, I just I'm so bored of hearing about how violent they are and how violent it's they disgusting. treat violently they treat black people. It's just yeah sickening. I'm yeah I'm tired of hearing of it. But yeah, like same. we just hope that that young man is recovering. Yeah, definitely. And, um, that he gets all the help he needs f- from this trauma because it is a traumatic mm-hmm. event. Um, yeah, and it's awful. Yeah, and that those police officers get fired, get all of the things like you know, like mm. just literally just get fired. They need to lose their jobs. They need to not have any other jobs lined up because I'm sorry, they don't deserve it. Mm. So. Yeah. Especially public service jobs. Like these people aren't exactly. here to serve the public. They're here to cause exactly a ruckus. Havoc. Mm, havoc. Oh, so sorry. So another okay. story. Um it's about um a lot of people might have seen this already. It came out over a week ago, but there was an inquiry um by Ford, which um was set up to look into allegations detailed of the Labour Party um basically allegations around sexism racism all of that kind of stuff and um it found that labor has failed to tacky tackle anti-black racism and islamophobia which has resulted in staff members mm. leaving the party of course um yeah and i, I can't say i'm have. shocked but a lot of the um, <laughs> members of the party um basically have suggested that they they the focus is there was such a focus on tackling anti-Semitism, but the the mm. same energy hasn't been put into tackling other forms of discrimination, which I do think is very mm, true. Interesting. And I'd also be interested in speaking to a black Jewish person um, around this kind of stuff because um, yeah, here wears it like a badge on his <laughs> chest around how he's rooted anti-Semitism at the Labour Party, but, but um, what first about- of all, he probably hasn't. 
and second of all yeah. but you don't care about any of the other things like that yeah. are major issues as well like there's more work to be done here um mm-hmm. but yeah there's um racism in the party and it's experienced through different forms of aggressions microaggressions as well and um many staff members said they felt the overwhelmingly white Labour Party was an unwelcoming place for people of colour and I feel like a lot of us can relate to that at the moment because we're like the Tories are just the Tories you know what I mean Mm -hmm. for for a lot of us it's like gross but then Labour it's like you could be our saving grace but you're not and you never are but (laughs) instead you're Tories wearing red yeah sheeps in wolf clothing or the other way around wolves in sheeps clothing yeah (laughs) Wolves in sheep's clothing. <laughs> yeah. But it's just uh yeah, I'm not surprised. I don't really I don't even know if I have anything to comment about this. We 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 can see that the Labour Party is just like awful mm. at the moment. No one knows who the fuck is running the thing. Keir Starmer, what I don't know what the fuck he's doing. I don't care for yeah. him either. Like and clearly they don't care for workers' rights, because why you know, with everything that happened when it, when we were talking about um, a few weeks ago about the rail strikes and stuff like that, and the Labour Party don't want to back workers. Mm-hmm. Like, how like, does that make mad. sense? Workers are striking, and you guys are are being like, "Oh, but other workers need to get the train to work." And what? Like, and the people driving the trains and people who are working on these train lines also deserve to get paid. Yeah, and it's like you're, the, you're meant to be the so, party of the working class people. But you're not exactly. backing us. You they're, can't they're even make be, a little statement. They're meant to be there. Exactly. They're meant to be on the picket lines with them. Yeah. They're meant to be giving to their cause, but no. Instead, they, they're doing this demonization and I'm just it's, not here it's for it. constantly as well, be like like they're walking on a tightrope they don't want to make a decision mm. and jump to any sides or make any big bold claims <sighs> ever to support Literally, people boring. who want supporting like the most marginalized need some help and they're never there to like be shouting and screaming for us no. um Instead, and it's we've just... got footballers asking for the children to eat <laughs> i don't see the labor party doing that it's just <laughs> embarrassing meant to be the opposition of the tories yeah. it is embarrassing and then it you have the like the front Tory females as well who um, like Angela Rayner who said crazy things about shooting terrorists that are just so um, the Labour Party you mean sorry yeah did I not say that the Labour Party you said Tory I'm oh, sorry yeah, yeah. the Labour Party um, Angela Rayner making like bold and really like ludicrous comments about shooting um, people that mm. are suspected terrorists without any sort of questioning and that just... and then you, you also have Jess Phillips telling Diane Abbott to fuck off you have David Lammy that just wants to be called black English and you have Keir <laughs> who who doesn't think that people should be tearing down statues of slave owners and like people that have raped people do you know what I mean like it's just constant yeah like ma- why can't no one back like if you want to back us just back us like you don't want to back us Exhausting. So sorry for what for yawning, guys. But it's okay. Yeah, that, it's... Well, that's how that's how boring the Labour Party is to me right now. <laughs> it's real symbolism. Mm. Um, but I guess the next topic, a bit about climate change and stuff. Obviously, we're having bloody heat waves, and we're not used to heat waves. Mm. But um, and a- apparently, we should be looking looking to see. 
um, a heat wave like that every three years. Wow. Well, it's it's got to the point now where if we want to try and tackle climate change, it's going to be so, so expensive. They've left it so long that now they're yeah. talking about, oh, what can we do to be fighting climate change? Like um, the not 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 actually addressing the root causes, but um, addressing yeah. the the different factors. So, oh, we need to hire more more fire firefighters, and we need to put more resources <laughs> into the fire brigade. But it's like, hang on. But the, the thing is, though, they are not looking because, like, okay, they keep talking talking about climate change, but they're skirting around the issue. They're not coming for the big oil companies. They're not coming exactly. for the people who are. The, who are doing the most in climate change I heard um, and this was my, my older cousin he was saying about how like that he had read about wind turbines apparently they're not even making a dent into <laughs> renewable energy apparently they cost they the, the amount they cost they have to be running for like over how many odd like hundred years or so to eat to break even so like we're paying they're paying to put these wind turbines to look like we're doing renewable energy but they're not even making a dent into it um, it's that's just something so my shameful. cousin had read about though so i need mm. to do extra research and that just disclaimer but like yeah. I, just all of these things it's just um it's just said it's just for appearances mm. and this is the same argument that climate climate activists have been having mm-hmm. for the past 20 years probably everything longer. has been done like our grandparents generation there longer. was climate activists like they've just left it so fucking late because no one wants to listen it's to not, them. It's not even about leaving it late because they're still not trying to do anything. They just yeah. don't, they don't care. It's they're true. not trying to do anything. They're just doing things. They're just throwing money at it for appearances mm-hmm. when like they need to be putting sanctions on these oil companies. They need to stop mining for oil. They need to actually be looking at real renewable energy, not just electric cars. Mm. I mean, like, you know, like, so, you know, like McDonald's, their vans mm-hmm. is, is run on hydrogen, mm. you know, that is cheap and it's and it's actually carbon neutral like mm. it actually doesn't affect the environment yeah. and it's and running on hydrogen is very cheap because hydrogen is accessible however no they don't want cars to be run on hydrogen for the majority of people because the car industry makes a lot of money mm-hmm. so <laughs> Mm. so that wouldn't be economically viable for the country yeah. so they're not trying to do that they want cars to still be running on petrol then that's th- that's why they're pushing electric cars yeah let's push electric cars people still have to pay for the electricity to charge the damn mm-hmm. things and yeah. the electricity where's electricity coming from mm, we're still burning fucking fossil fuels aren't we <laughs> here we go I feel like it's just it's very annoying that we're not tackling it from the top and the people that have that are causing most of the main problems and destruction like there's no initiatives to like sort anything out with them and you know sanctions everything else like you just said it's always as a collective like oh look at us let's let's all change our habits change little things tweak little things here and there and we can make the world a better place so no like we're actually all doing that and like we're Mm. not we're not actually 
helping at all because there's people that are taking the piss. And like this guy I read the other day, his name's Antonio Guterres, and he is the mm-hmm. UN Secretary Gem- General. And he's basically warned that um, half of humanity is in the danger zone from floods, droughts, extreme storms, and wildfires. No nation is immune, yet we continue to feed our fossil fuel addiction. Then he said, we have a choice collective action or collective suicide it's in our hands but something that that i think can be criticized about that statement is that collective action or collective suicide it's like us as a collective it's not a collective decision no it's a collective (laughs) of certain people the people at the top it's not like we're not all causing the destruction down Mm. here what are we supposed to do we have no power it's not collective suicide we aren't choosing and the first people to be affected are the poorest and also the people mm-hmm. who still live um like uh off the off the land and stuff like that. Those are exactly. the first people to be affected by it. So this isn't a collective decision because um people who live in rural areas, people who like live off the land and stuff, they didn't choose this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not like collective um, suicide. And I feel like maybe his comments were directed towards actual like world leaders rather than like the mm. the everyday person. But yeah, but I, I just, feel like a lot of these things because it's just it's just falling on deaf ears. And then mm. it's like people like you and me who are trying their best, who do care to an extent. Mm-hmm. We're the ones who are getting that. We're the ones who are like, oh yeah, it's collective suicide, and it's just like. Mm, but is it though? No, it's not. Is it us? It actually like me as a small being that I am, it's making a minute, mm-hmm. minute difference. You know, I try my best, yeah. but what I tried, what I do, it's the smallest of things. But it's these big communic these big corporations that need to change because they're the ones who are affecting everything. Mm-hmm. And, th- and these this- billionaires and stuff like that. This kind of links to our next topic, which is about um, the list of celebrities who take flights that are under 20 minutes and um, are basically causing a lot of destruction. So I don't know if you saw the other day. Yeah, in their private jets. Kylie Jenner um, and Travis Scott, there's a picture on Instagram of them in front of their two private jets. And she was like, which one should we take, babe? And like, not only were people saying that it's tone deaf, like bragging about your private jets, but at the same time, it's like, like people are poor and people like, are also just, being affected by climate change because people like you are hopping on your jets all like, the time. Can't they, can't they just make a close friend story and just post it on there? Yeah. Like why do they need all of their followers and stuff to see that stuff? Because it is tone deaf. We do not live in the same world as you. Like can't yeah. you just keep some things private? Just like, mm-hmm. th- like close friends is there for a reason. Yeah, yeah. It's just a bit, yeah, out of touch again. But um, this article by The Guardian, it says, it's estimated that her 17-minute flight that she had the other day in her jet would have resulted in a tonne of carbon dioxide emissions, which while in itself is not a huge amount, it's about a quarter of the total annual carbon footprint of the average person globally. The trip would have taken Jenna about 40 minutes in a car, causing just a fraction of the emissions. But Jenna, who took an even shorter flight, lasting just nine minutes between the same two locations in June, is far from the only celebrity to make these kind of hops. So they list Drake. Drake took 18-minute flight from... 
two places. I think these are two places in Canada. I'm not really too sure. And just other celebrities, like someone, Mark Wahlberg took a 23 minute flight from Dublin to County Clare in Ireland. Ireland's tiny. Why? Why are you? I, I've never been to Get Ireland, train, but yeah. yeah. Do you need to be hopping flights like that? I don't know. But um, yeah, it's just they're so out of touch. So total disregard for the planet and for other people. Um, and it's embarrassing. Fix up you fools yeah and it's just I just feel like I don't know I I, I had something to say but now I can't remember and it's I can imagine like, though that it's really tempting to because I the idea of that wow like I can get somewhere in 17 minutes on a private jet have food have my yeah, snacks yeah but when, when the relaxed. drive is 40 minutes just pay for someone to drive like it's only yeah. 40, it's only an extra 20 minutes like if it, if it was like okay a two hour drive and you can get there in an hour or like mm-hmm. or for or you can get there in 40 minutes on a flight okay fair enough i i get that like that is that is a lot of time that you're cutting out but you know or even like to so say like i drove to leeds mm. on saturday like it was a 3 3 hour and 13 minutes drive and probably took me probably four hours for me to get back just because mm. there was like roadworks traffic and stuff like that um yeah like in that case and it's like okay if i could have just got on a flight to leeds okay i'll just be you know yeah mm, yeah okay like that that drive like i'll be cutting out a significant amount of time same like i got on a flight to scotland i mean it would take fucking (laughs) how many Mm. hours for me to drive to scotland do you know what i mean yeah but like these places where okay it's under an hour to drive there you're that's just what a waste. Do you know what I mean? And I would I wouldn't even get a flight to Wolverhampton and it would take mm. like two and a half hours for me to drive there from London. Yeah. And I, I wouldn't get on a flight there. I'd get on the train or I'll drive. And like no disrespect to these people as well, but like oh, sorry. Um no disrespect. I'm sure I'm sure the thing that they were attending was leisurely and not like crucial yeah. for work or for business. And nothing's crucial anyway. When you're like a multimillionaire or even a billionaire. And everything can be done online now yeah you don't need to be traveling here there and everywhere like there's no excuse really like to be using a private jet unless your life is in danger like there's no excuse yeah exactly unless you've been airlifted to hospital (laughs) is that a private jet (laughs) (laughs) i mean it's a a private helicopter Mm, which jet should we take i heard it costs a lot (laughs) in in america it costs a lot (laughs) oh my god yeah might as well be a private jet (laughs) But yeah, that I just found it very frustrating, very annoying. Um, mm. Another thing, mm, this is a quick one, but Neo, <laughs> he's basically come out and said um, from time to time he listens to R. Kelly, um, like now. Um, he Ugh. just says, you just can't deny the quality of his music. I've always been a person that can separate the art from the artist. I don't give a damn no, no, no. about your personal life. I don't give a damn about what you've done wrong and what you've done right. I like the song. If I like the song and it's attached to memories, that that means something to me. It has nothing to do with the artist as a person anymore. It's to do with what okay. the song means to me. I have a lot of things that I can, that I can like to counter everything he has said. Mm. Because if Neo, okay. So Neo's saying I can separate art from the artist, yeah. Mm-hmm. However, 
when you get artists who are very passionate about their work and who have put a lot of work into 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 their art. So I'm mm. sure Neo feels like he has put a lot of work in all of his songwriting. He's put a lot of work in in the music that he has made, music that he has produced, yeah. Mm. And and how that could only come from him. Mm-hmm. Would he appreciate people separating his art from him? Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean if actually. You're proud- yeah, because you want it to be associated with art, you. Yeah, it's associated with you because you put your whole soul, you put your mm. your passion, you've put all of that effort into creating that art. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in those situations, you're not talking about separating the art from the artist. You don't talk about oh, let's separate Jordan Peele from us. Do you know what I mean? I'm sorry, mm-hmm. us was a masterpiece. It was a fantastic. Um, not us. I mean, Get Out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he did both, but you, you don't talk about separating Jordan Peele from Get Out. Mm-hmm. You think it's a masterpiece. You think only Jordan Peele could could create something like this. You know, to the fact that now we are we are looking forward to the release of Nope. You, mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You don't yeah. you wouldn't separate that from the artist. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't separate um I'm sure Neo wouldn't separate his music from him because he put all of his passion into it. You like you, do you know what I mean? Think yeah. about um, we can even think about like who uh, Michael Jackson, who has also been controversial um, mm-hmm. in you know with allegations and stuff like that, allegedly. Like um, you can't separate Michael Jackson from his music because only Michael Jackson could have made that music and produced that mm-hmm. music. Do you know what I mean? Only mm-hmm. the Jacksons could do that. So. Uh, yeah, this argument about separating the art from the artist and how, oh, I could always do that. So what? You will listen to things, appreciate them and just ignore the person who made it then. Yeah, you you will listen to confessions and pretend that Usher didn't sing it. Yeah, and you didn't cheat <laughs> you know on I mean? Chili from TLC. <laughs> Yeah, but um, oh, apparently confessions that was about Jermaine Dupri and Janet Jackson. <gasps> oh yeah, they said that in the the Janet Jackson documentary. Actually, the, I forgot. Oh, did Interesting. they? Interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So apparently that was about Jermaine Dupri and Janet Jackson, but still <laughs> confessions. Like, I yeah. mean, you you got the artist though. You can't separate Jermaine Dupri's writing from the confessions album because yeah. he did it <laughs> do you know and what I as, mean as well it's, as that as well it's like R. Kelly the nature of his music is about having sex and knowing that mm. he was raping children it's like Neo I, in my head personally I cannot disassociate Bump and Grand from the fact that he was molesting children at the same time like in my yeah. head I can't split it up anymore I, like that's just how I my mind works I can't separate I can't separate Aaliyah from age ain't nothing but a number. Literally. And the fact that she was married to R. Kelly at 15. Yeah, I can't really <laughs> listen to that anymore. And I used to listen when I was little and didn't even clock the lyrics. But now that you're older, like, it's like, ah, this oh is the my thing. God. This, this argument, I feel like I have successfully like debuttled de- de- that argument as separating <laughs> the art from the artist because all artists want to be rec- want the recognition for their work because they've, especially when they put so much work, passion and stuff behind Mm. it. No artist doesn't, no artist wants to be disassociated from the hard work they've put in. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's like as well, like think about plagiarism, think about people stealing of Mm -hmm. of an artist's work. Like, why would they go through court cases? Why would they have that? You know, it's an issue, it's a problem. Artists do not want to be separated from the work. R. Kelly, Uh, Kelly put his heart and soul into mm. his music. 
he he was laughing at us when he released Ignition. He was uh, laughing his head mm-hmm. off. He got out of a court case. He was laughing his head off and was like, look at me running my head from my throat. You know, all of that bullshit. Mm. <laughs> he was laughing. He cannot be separated. Like, th- don't get me wrong. We can, we can not deny his talent. We like, mm-hmm. and he produced a lot of songs. He wor- he's worked with a lot of artists, you know, like Tony Braxton, all of that. He's worked with a lot of people. Um, but I feel like we can't, I feel like the argument separate the art from the artist is incorrect. I think you can just personally choose, you know what? This song is a fucking tune and I want to listen. Just admit mm. it. <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's yeah. not put this separating the art from the artist, no. And this whole analysis, it's like, no, you just like the song. And he, he's you even just like said, the song. I've been to parties where someone will turn on an R. Kelly record and people will boo. And then he says, that's bullshit because you know good and well that before this happened, you'd be rocking out to this song just like everybody else. It's like, well, yeah, we've been presented with new happened. information and now we've all changed our minds. Like and now, we're allowed yeah. to do that. Now we, <laughs> we realise that that guy was running around loose far too long. I feel like mm. me and you, Deanna, we've had we've had this discussion before. Um, mm. Just talking about like, I feel like if R. Kelly was accounted, had accounted for his crimes a lot earlier and wasn't running around rampant and carrying and carrying mm. on his crimes, I feel like maybe it could potentially be a different story mm-hmm. um, because we had this kind of discussion between mm. like, okay, Vibes Cartel, we're still listening to Vibes Cartel, mm. but he done gone kill someone in his jail and is in it's, jail. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's like, what do you yeah, rate kind the of, worst crime? Like, and what, what do you overlook? Because yeah. for me, like it's, when when someone has done something to children or attacked women or even said something completely disgusting vile about black women that's when i'm done but then mm. when it's murder all of a sudden i'm desensitized i'm like well they all they're all shooting at each other they're all mm. like they're in gangs anyway so and it's just yeah. it's silly in my head it's silly because i'm like oh but vibes cartel i i will listen to him and like I know he's talking about shooting people and he has shot someone or allegedly he's in prison he like he's killed someone yeah <laughs> I, I don't feel it's, it's weird isn't it I don't I don't feel as bad as what it is when I hear about people hurting children or mm-hmm. um, saying like colorist comments like colorist comments hurt yeah. like like I find them more awful than murder which that's awful to say but I think as well like when we because it's kind of like in our heads we build up a weird type of hierarchy Mm. and I feel like when it comes to stuff that can evoke trauma especially personal trauma Mm. you know and things that and then I think as well things that people have been getting away with so that's why I I mentioned about okay if R. Kelly was acquitted Mm -hmm. back then when he married Aaliyah okay then he wouldn't have been able to be making a lot of the he wouldn't have made a lot of the songs but yeah like at the end of the day he would have been serving for his crime so and you know he mm. wouldn't be running rampant however this guy was had years mm-hmm. of being enabled of yes men helping him run mm-hmm. rampant helping him abuse black girls black and some and also black boys mm-hmm. helping him be yeah. kidnapped having them locked up in the studio, locked up in his house. 
That's what I so, mean. When it's calculated, I think that's where it crosses the line for me because that like, murder, it's like, unfortunately, a lot of people get into these situations where it's like you're in a gang and then people hurt each other and like the trauma mm-hmm. is just passed on and on and on in these um, cycles. And and I, I truly do believe as well that people can go to prison and come out rehabilitated, whether they've done something to children or any sort of rape or anything mm-hmm. like that. I feel like with the right help, people can. And I'm, I'm, I, I've never actually experienced, I've never, I've never been victim to any of that kind of stuff. So it's easy for me to say, oh, I, I get it. Like people can be rehabilitated, but I just think when it's so calculated, that's when I find it very hard. And yeah. Like when it's you with children and it's calculated and you've tried to hide it, I just think it's yeah, it's a different level. It's like, uh, you're just grim. Mm, yeah, and it's disgusting. And I just think what is most disgusting about R. Kelly is that they enabled him mm-hmm. for all those years. And it's like when I say they, I mean everybody. They're all enabled. They're all enabled it yeah. and turned a blind eye. And I think that's just disgusting. And yeah. Yeah. yeah and did he need neo like neo did you need to say anything like did he need a, I think, a party of people backing him like or, or back, uh, not backing this, his actions yeah, exactly. but backing his music like, and also, neo neo you can keep your mouth shut and just listen to r kelly in private yeah <laughs> and also neo isn't known for being one to speak out much against um like violence mm. towards black women like you don't really hear him I mean, or black he, children he has been violent towards black women himself yeah. right like forcing his ex um to get her tubes tied and then mm. leaving her to then go and yeah. have a family with someone else like yeah that that is pretty violent <laughs> when i've told my friends about that they were like place. what the fuck like that's sick and it is sick isn't it it is sick it's disgusting it's manipulative and it's horrible mm. like you could have just left in the first place yeah <laughs> like you know that poor woman just getting manipulated mm-hmm just how awful yeah. but yeah, yeah neo please i want to like you why why <laughs> do you do these things well to um, be honest i don't uh, i don't think i care too much to like him <laughs> yeah it's not really like paining me that neo's saying these things but it's just a shame yeah um and then okay so this is kind of positive so schools in south london uh, south london borough southwark will stop kicking the kids out of school for behaving badly under new council plans. So exclusions will Amazing. essentially be banned in Suffolk as a borough, which there's going that's, to be so many benefits. Amazing. Yeah, because there's a lot of negatives that come from um, people being excluded so they can feel isolated, mm-hmm. mental health problems increase, um, struggles mm-hmm. to get jobs. And um, it, it basically leads to you being around other children who are excluded and adults who are likely to take advantage of you as well um and yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of negatives to being excluded from school so it's really great and i hope schools will get the resources as well to be able to look after the children that um are more likely to be excluded and you know that are misbehaving because usually there's something behind that it's not just that they're they're choosing to be awful and disruptive it's usually because something is going on or they might be neurodivergent and need need extra assistance so yeah hopefully the schools get get the resources they need Mm -hmm. yeah that is good 
yeah. that's right it's nice to hear and as well it's just gonna help with um because obviously it's disproportionately black boys who are getting excluded mm-hmm. and hopefully these black boys can stay in their lessons stay in their classes actually not just be sent out just because they say one word and their white counterparts just want mm. to laugh at everything that they say um so <laughs> or they yeah, kiss their teeth <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah just hopefully uh, hopefully this will be po- a positive experience yeah um yeah yeah very true um and there's something else i just wanted okay. to bring up i saw it on twitter um I, and i sent it to you actually so chicken shop day amelia she interviewed Burner Boy yeah, recently. Yeah, I think this is interesting to talk about. I think yeah. this is interesting. Yeah. So this is so like, I, we've, we've finished with our news topics, guys. So yeah, this yeah. is going to be like, <laughs> chill fun. I feel like, <laughs> so she interviewed Burner Boy and to be fair, oh, I wait, watch- context. <laughs> Sorry. Um, there's this like little, is it like a, like a YouTube little shorts things? Like just it's, like, uh, well, it's a channel. It's it's a whole channel. She posts videos, yeah, with interviews. Um, so this, this, yeah. So there's this girl. Her name's Amelia or something, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she um has this little YouTube show. I won't say little because obviously it's no, quite it's popular. Huge. But but where um basically she does like a chicken shop date, and she's in a chicken shop. And then she chats to kind of like, she chats to a lot of like music artists and stuff like that. And basically she's just like this white blonde girl and she's chatting to um, people who are like majority black and um, people of color who are like kind of in the music scene and um, all of that. And they have like a, a chicken shop date kind of mm-hmm. thing and just have a weird awkward encounter where these these people chat to chat to her and have an awkward date and it's and for some reason it's so so funny because she's a white girl having a date with like these mm-hmm. these black artists or whatever but to be fair i watch every single episode because i i've i actually enjoy like the content i feel like yeah. it's funny but um there's conversation going around online now and it's also come up before i've seen it before but someone tweeted mm-hmm. there isn't a single black babe that would have found fame from hosting a dry lackluster interview in a chicken shop and then um other people were criticizing her as well which i do think is true because it's i think the, yeah. the kind of the main part of of chicken shop dates and why it's successful is that she plays up the like geeky white girl that doesn't understand anything about black culture and she sits down and she's yeah. like oh so um tell me about this this and she plays a character in it which mm-hmm. i i don't think I don't hate it like and I, I understand where they're coming from like definitely a black girl wouldn't have been able to do what Amelia's doing mm-hmm. but I I don't know if that's I don't know I don't think she's doing anything bad she's just doing something so, a bit quirky I don't think it's bad so th- okay because this is obviously this is interesting and this is where it's mm. interesting because we like we consume different things and we mm. and we have different interests so like this chicken shop date has never interested me. I'm just like, mm. okay, I don't, I don't care. Why is this white girl? And I don't, <laughs> I don't see why it's funny. Like, mm. I just don't, I just don't find it funny. I'm just like, okay, cool, whatever. And um, so, like, obviously for me, just watch, looking at it, and for me as someone who I don't find it interesting, it doesn't interest me. 
and I don't think it's funny. Like, I feel like it can, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I don't think there's anything bad, Mm. but I do feel like it's slightly cultural appropriation. I feel like she has found fame kind of off the backs of black people through doing this, through doing this chicken shop date, kind of going, in a chicken shop for one as well, like a chicken shop being the whole idea that it was black people who are always in the chicken Mm -hmm. shop, even that idea. So going in the chicken shop on a date and then just kind of asking questions about black culture and whatever to black people and where, and it's meant to be and asking these awkward questions where it's just like, oh, this white girl don't know nothing, ha 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 ha. Oh, and she Mm. said something and it's like, oh my God, I can't believe you said that. I feel like there is levels of cultural appropriation there. And, um, but I can understand what you're saying about like, okay, for you, you don't see anything wrong with it because, but obviously you've found the content interesting, Mm. like before, you know. Um, But then of me watching it, it's like, I've never found this, I've never found this interesting. I don't think it's funny. And I'm just like, well, she she's literally doing the bare minimum and again just getting fame for it and i feel like it also plays into how something that we've seen time and time again how black men will praise white women for the bare Mm. minimum (laughs) yeah i agree with that as well i definitely think it is i think it's it's kind of creative because she came up with this whole idea and Mm -hmm. she made it happen and it was like very low budget to begin with but yeah it is very like it's not like a louis Farou whole like i guess it 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 was never meant to be a series it was meant to be a quick like yeah few videos but it's just having a laugh kind of thing yeah yeah but yeah i can see how it it could i think it's the making money off of the backs of black people's things like their music and their their food do you know what I mean like yeah. and cultural things mm-hmm. but um, I what, don't know but what I find what I question though as well so like you said about oh yeah she came up with this whole idea like I mean mm. we, we don't we don't fully know what the origins were but as well I just think um, like because she's been doing this for years mm. and it's kind of like what else do you have like what do you know what I mean like is this the only thing is this the only good idea that you've had she does like, other this things. whole time she does have other stuff on her channel but like, it's kind she, of like she does cooking don't, shows don't and... things get old do you know what I mean like isn't this boring now like I, I don't know maybe not because Burner Boy is there being interviewed yeah. by her but I'm just like but is this not boring now and but as well I feel like Burnham, like I feel like these men are part of the problem <laughs> I, I feel like these these black men are part are part of the problem but black men never see cultural appropriation as a serious thing it, like a lot of the time it's like again, oh it's just her it's just like stop complaining <laughs> again that's another but that's another way to gaslight black women and to be like oh black women are this that and the other let's bring them down mm-hmm. a peg oh you guys are always so jealous like that's just another mm. <laughs> and another yeah. factor of that um, but to be fair she does bring black women yeah. onto the show it's just that it's that's more good. black men because she brings rappers on and there's not mm-hmm. as many big it's a date. famous it's meant rappers to be like a fake date yeah, as well exactly exactly so yeah that, I just found that 
topic kind of interesting because yeah it's like people are on different sides yeah like me and you ish yeah I mean because exactly. you, you kind of agree with parts though as well yeah I feel like it's entertainment and it's like how how offensive it's kind of like, is it and I don't know it's also like you know with like Twitter policing everything it's like yeah, exactly. everything has to be that deep so I, I get I, it as yeah. well in that sense because so I feel like, like sometimes some happening yeah and, that's not and I feel like sometimes either. the way Twitter is like it's like they're coming from a place of jealousy yeah <laughs> it's like yeah. true like do your own content then yeah because <laughs> like to be fair she's like as a person when I've watched her actual interviews where she's talking as herself she comes across like a really lovely person and like mm. she's got friends from all over she's not and I know that doesn't justify anything either like saying oh I've got a black friend I've got this but she doesn't seem like she's being like calculated or like she's yeah she's and just like really got off black culture and yeah that sense. she's just doing something that she kind of found funny when she was a teenager she was like oh I've had this idea let me do it and, and she just did it and as well like which is also interesting is that like she's doing this but she she ain't gonna she's still she's still like you know she's still just like herself mm-hmm. she hasn't gone with the gone and taken from black culture with the nails with the with the fake mm-hmm. hair with the with the eyelashes with yeah, the she's got with her the, own getting style. the lip fillers with the um, yeah. fake tan and stuff like that she's still herself and mm-hmm. I think that is something to take note of as well like she can be herself mm-hmm. in black culture also without like she doesn't need to yeah. steal black culture and appropriate in that way like a, a lot, lot of, of women the, like, yeah sorry do like no just like a lot of mm. um kind of white women do without mm-hmm. even being anywhere near black culture except for just like you yeah, know wanting black yeah. dick and a lot of the black girlies as well like the famous girls from across the uk like her so that must say a lot yeah. as well it's like yeah trust definitely. that all of these women like, like her, her and that she's yeah a good person um yeah but yeah interesting it is interesting Mm. Um, and then the last thing we wanted to talk about another fun fun <laughs> topic so we saw actually should I play I should play the video in it yeah yeah okay so um, this came up on um, the Shade Borough where uh, let me see if I can find it where a girl was just chatting about um, types of dates you know, and which brought me and Diana onto a very long discussion. So I'm going to play mm. the clip now. <laughs> I don't mean to belittle anyone, but I'm 21 years old. I don't want to hear anything about bowling for a first date. Bowling and cinema is not a date, guys. Please stop it. We're 21 and above. Those types of dates should stop when you're 16. If you're worried about spending money on a date because you feel like you don't know the girl properly, then don't take me out, please, I beg. I don't want to look like a fool. Don't make me look like a fool because you want to do a cheap date because you feel like you don't know me. No one forced you to take me out if you feel like you don't know me. You could have waited three weeks, a month to take me out, but instead you wanted to do two days and take me on some cheap little date. Again, this is my opinion. If the girls that don't mind bowling want to come, Go for it, but that's not me. Sorry, I don't mean to. Be um, I just, <laughs> I'm sorry. At 21, please. At your small age, why are you going around like you've been doing, doing up the whole world? Like, I'm sorry. Like, who, who is going on dates at 16? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, in it. 
And Who's cinema is actually expensive. Yeah, and so is bowling for a, ch- a child. Um, yes, they are both bowl. They're both expensive. Because you'll want to like, get snacks But not as even well, just for eat. a child. For a 21-year-old, they're expensive. Yeah. I'm just... <laughs> like, don't get me wrong, yeah. Okay, I personally wouldn't want to go bowling or to the cinema on a first date. Personally, me too. no, I wouldn't. Me too. However, I'm 26. <laughs> <laughs> One, I'm 26. Two, it's like, um, I feel like you can't... I personally feel like I can't really get to know someone in an activity properly because you, you guys are too busy having mm-hmm. fun in the cinema you can't chat in the cinema you're too busy watching the film yeah. and eating eating True. all the popcorn and stuff and bowling's so annoying because it's, like, it's like rotation it's like oh so now I've got to get up and bowl then you've got to get up and bowl yeah. and it's like constant you can't rest yeah and it's quite um, you can't you don't really have time to talk and then you just get through the game so quick and it's like oh shit we finished already yeah like, uh, yeah so I feel like bowling can be quite awkward mm-hmm. um so no for a first day um, no I personally wouldn't want to however I just feel like um, at 21 years old like what do you expect these men to be doing like your age mates like do you can you afford Hakkasan <laughs> like, are you affording yeah. you know like okay like what what job do you have that bowling and cinema is cheap like can you uh, can you guys- afford it Guys in their early 20s, not many of them are earning over like 35K, to be fair. At 21, you are still at university. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, honestly, let's lower our expectations a little bit. Like, we can't please, all yeah. be expecting to be shipped out, not shipped out, but um, whisked off to Dubai and, you know, Flewed be going to Pakistan and all of these places because it's just Every not... Every time. It's not For real first life. day as well. Let's open I wouldn't, our eyes. I wouldn't, yeah and see and look around Sorry. like what what is reality <laughs> what I, I think people are so stuck on instagram and twitter that you're yeah. not really realizing that people in real life do normal things like people go to the cinema yeah. people go bowling people do activities and there's a lot of activities in london there's a lot of fun things that you can be doing yeah go there's lots of fun things go bloody and even like going golf. to a museum like, yeah, go to a museum, know. go to exhibitions. Like, and fair, but, I, exactly the same as you. I prefer going for a drink or something a bit more mm-hmm. laid back on a first day. But like, or I don't inter- think intimate. we should be shaming people. Like, it's, it's a for, case by yeah. case thing. Like, if if a guy wants to take you bowling, just say, oh, I'd prefer not to. You don't. There doesn't have to be this rude like snootiness mm-hmm. of like, uh-huh, well, you want to take me bowling? Are you joking? Like, I don't like. I don't and, like the way that people are talking about stuff like this. Yeah. And I feel like her argument was that her argument being that a bowling and cinema is cheap. It just shows that all you're thinking about is appearances. Like you mm-hmm. haven't given, you haven't really given like real reasons as to why you wouldn't want to go bowling or cinema on a first date. You said that it's cheap. You said it's a little small girl, small boy date. Um, I'll leave that to the 16 year olds. But like at 16, you've most likely met these people at school. You've had time to talk. You know, you've kind of got to know them. So you, you mm. can go cinema or bowling because you don't need to be chat, chat, chat. And you, do, you don't, yeah. you're not trying to get to know them like that. You know, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I just feel like her reasonings, just weren't quite there and I also feel like baby girl you're 21 years old like who are you dating are you like if you're dating 10 years older okay cool but you're twin. you're 21 years old you're a baby girl um mm. and it's not every day 
it's not every day stush it's not every day yeah spend all your money on me like that's not real life like I feel like yeah literally Instagram has literally blinded everyone we need to get back to real life can we please we get back get to outside. real life and like have some fun don't, bowling's not shit yeah. do you know what I mean like live live your life literally. a little bit like and bowling's not the funnest activity but there's so much you could be doing where whereas you're giving the energy off that you only want to be going to these nice places and it's like well there's balance as well in life like you don't need to just be mm-hmm. going out for food and like when you're older and you've got children are you still going to be expecting your husband to be taking you out to all of these like lovely restaurants like you've got there's there's always I feel like there's compromise you're not always going to be wanting to go out for food but then that's for me personally there's some girls that might yeah. really just be on the fancy on shit that. which is fine but then because don't like- don't shame men for suggesting bowling or suggesting cinema because it's standard the thing is the thing is yeah exactly these things are standard Mm. and it's hard to know what to do right now it's hard to know the places to go you know and I'm sorry if you if you know all the places to go then make the suggestion if this guy only knows bowling and cinema if that's all he can think of like don't shame them because do you have any better ideas yeah (laughs) yeah it's true if you have better ideas fine like because the thing is like even when when I went on my spontaneous date like he asked me to meet him somewhere but then I just said oh can we go to Box Park Mm. you know and I and I gave that suggestion because I was just like you know what I want to go somewhere that's close-ish and and just something where like we'd establish a chilled vibe anyway and I was just like oh why why don't we go here and it was just something different instead of like because I know I would have gone and met him and we would have been walking around looking for somewhere to go and it's like (laughs) I don't like not knowing where I'm going yeah me too (laughs) I hate that I hate it at Ugh. least with Box Park, you can walk around. Yeah, and yeah. Just find just your different seats. things. Yeah, and decide decide what you want to eat. Mm. You know, decide what what mood you're in. Yeah, it, I just yeah. I really don't like this like stuck up energy that a lot of people online are having because it's kind yeah. of reaching over to the classism side now because it it's is. like you're it sticking is. your nose up at people that like to do these more basic dates or the cheaper dates, mm-hmm. and it's like so what if something's cheap like everyone is a bit poor right now and also I'm, there's a cost of living crisis mate yeah and I was talking to like, you she earlier, just sounds uh, like someone who doesn't pay bills literally <laughs> Sorry. literally you sound like someone like, who don't pay bills I was saying to you the other day as well like there are girls that do just want to date men that will pay for everything which is fine yeah. but those girls like probably me. aren't online complaining about men asking them to go bowling do you know what I mean they're probably yeah, out I mean I, doing, I wouldn't complain yeah, they're probably out I like to go with, nice places with their though. sugar daddies. <laughs> yeah, that's you. Mm. One but, day. <laughs> yeah, I feel like in um, Tony, not Tony Braxton. Why did I just say Tony Braxton? <laughs> I was <laughs> going to say Bell Hooks. <laughs> I said Tony Braxton. But um, Tony Bell Braxton, Hooks. Bell Hooks, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, was in, oh, I was probably thinking of Tony Morrison. Um, but <laughs> Bell Hooks, um, I've, I've watched like some of her interviews and stuff and she's like she said something before around how a lot of people have the idea in their head that love should be transactional um, and it kind of feeds into capitalism where like mm-hmm. a man has to provide this this and that and then you also have to provide this this and that and then you make the perfect mm-hmm. pairing where, whereas like yeah. the, the actual real like magic of 
relationships and building relationships and building like partnerships and stuff is taken away because we're so consumed with oh he needs to be doing this he needs to be doing that and my man can't do Mm -hmm. this my man can't do that and it's like we can we just relax a little bit and just like appreciate humans for who they are and not not Mm -hmm. be trying to just be, be trying to like force your your relationship advice and your relationship um problems onto everyone on the internet and constant projection mm-hmm. like oh i don't want to be taken bowling cool leave it at that why are we creating videos like two minute videos about yeah not enjoying bowling <laughs> like the thing is as well because um just in response to bell hooks um mm. comment about a lot of relationships are transactional like i feel like partially it's not our fault because patriarchy and capitalism has mm. made relationships be be transactional like yeah when everything definitely. we do when we live in a capitalistic society and we live to work like there needs to be some kind of give and exchange mm-hmm. like um and i feel like just that same thing like how we have given exchange we in order to live eat and just do anything like mm-hmm. we just bring that into our relationships and and from it kind of stemming from a patriarchal um like just from a patriarchal mm. society in general and the fact how marriage essentially the way a marriage is marriage is even formed was completely transactional in the first mm. place like um you know um like when we even when we think of bride prices bride prices and stuff mm-hmm. like that like at the end of the day women had to give a certain something for men for them to be worthy of men to be taking them and paying for them and you know and i feel like because relationships have historically stemmed from that and those those past um what's the word like the generation through the generations Mm. those habits have actually just been passed down to us through tradition like well that's what tradition is it's just Mm -hmm. it's just generational habits just and sometimes trauma just that's been passed down in the generations um so i feel like it's hard to even kind of separate the transactional Mm. from a relationship however when but like i understand it in the sense of actually thinking of relationships and trying to move away from them being transactional and trying to actually establish what and build what your relationship is working Mm -hmm. together as equals Mm -hmm. um yeah just like that, that's just what i take from that bell hooks comment and mm-hmm. but i feel like the fact that we kind of living in such a capitalistic and materialistic society at the moment with everyone stunting on instagram everyone everything is for appearances people aren't living within mm. their means people mm-hmm. like this girl i'm sorry 21 years old what like are you at uni are you just you're living at home with parents mate come on like what bills are you paying like please mm-hmm. let me know because it seems like you don't fully grasp the concept of money and being able to afford <laughs> things. And it's like, don't get me wrong. Look, I like to stunt on them too. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I've been, you know, getting in my designer bag bag. <laughs> but like the thing is, at the end of the day, one, I'm 26 years old. Mm. <laughs> I'm going to be turning 27 <laughs> in very soon. <laughs> And two, like, I've got a job and I've got a good job at that to the point where, like, my job provides me with discount. Like, I'm living within my means, mate. Do you know what I mean? And I'll work hard for the things that that I, that I get, mm-hmm. do you know? And I can't criticise men in this cost of living crisis, crisis no, who can't same. be affording 
Hakkasan every day, can't be affording Ivy Asia every day. It's it's not every day. Why can't some things be an occasion? Why is it all the time first dates we need to be doing up doing up sh- the shards? Like can that yeah, not be like yeah. for a milestone? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's what true. about like our anniversaries? <laughs> can we go to the shards then? Everyone's expectations have just gone up. Like because definitely yeah. shard Hakkasan and stuff like that we're kind of living in a generation now where people are seeing that as like more of a regular thing or every month or every few months when like for me growing up going out for dinner was a treat and it was like oh so Mm -hmm. we'll go to the local like Indian takeaway or we'll we'll have something different we won't like it was never let's all go to London and go to these really really fancy restaurants but my family just would never (laughs) yeah or literally not on the first like don't get me like, wrong not on a first date but sometimes Nando's <laughs> but we're, we're now living Nando's in a world chill. everyone is stunting um, and it is a bit of yeah. a shame but it is it's you, doesn't mean we all need to try and keep up like some of us can break free of the curse and we can do our things that we enjoy like have your interests yeah. if you like museums go for a museum date and then go for a nice little lunch afterwards do you know what I mean like it doesn't need to yeah. be fireworks and like a big extravaganza like it can literally exactly. be basics like let's let's take things back to basics a little bit please <laughs> yeah please can we mm. yeah <laughs> um but yeah i think that's it for us this week what are you injecting yeah oh my god i haven't even thought about it um yeah i'm trying to think now. i think inject get some rest get some sleep because i'm tired <laughs> oh that's nice that's nice i feel like we've been doing this for ages but this episode Same. is an hour and a half i don't understand <laughs> i'm really confused <laughs> my mouth hurts so from talking confused. so much <laughs> <laughs> um i'm going to inject hmm, what i'm gonna inject ah. yeah i'm gonna inject like no i don't want to inject that <laughs> okay what am I going to do I'm going to inject like not don't second guess yourself and not feeling so much like because I feel like recently I've been feeling very like agitated and just mm. just kind of like dwelling on things that people have been saying and stuff like that and just like internalizing it and I feel like mm-hmm. I'm going to inject releasing release like release the things you're internalizing and yeah. just take a deep breath and actually just try and like let it go and mm-hmm. just you know just trying to and actually just trying to instead of internalizing things that you feel have been kind of negative and you're you feel like you're just dwelling on them maybe like release that and try and just give yourself some positivity like you know remind yourself like what what is amazing about yourself remind yourself mm-hmm. where you're going to be in in x amount of time remind yourself like remind yourself of your affirmations remind yourself of what you're what you are manifesting and what you're working hard towards mm-hmm. um and just like releasing this like the things that are just kind of worrying you and that's just that you're just got dwelling on your mind um mm-hmm. yeah that's what i'm injecting love that yeah cool thank you but yeah, thank you guys for listening. We hope that you enjoyed this episode. Um, you can find us at injector underscore pod on Instagram and on Twitter. You can also find us on YouTube where we have a few Love Island minisodes. Um, 
and yeah like check us out we hope that you enjoyed this i'm alexandra you can find me at alxndr underscore nic on instagram and i'm diana and you can find me at d-e-a-n-n-n-a-b underscore on instagram yeah thanks for listening thanks guys and we will catch you next week bye guys why am i waving bye (laughs) Ha, ha, ha.